back to Lunch Plus. Super good to have you. I'm disappointed because right before I told her she, she needs to go, hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. And Welcome, she didn't do it. She didn't do it. I and forgot. now I'm upset. Like I got real excited and then you I were forgot. Like, hello. After after I did it, literally in the midst of doing it, I'm like, I, I disappointed buddy. It. I yeah. forgot. I missed an opportunity. My heart sunk. It's really good to have you with us this Monday. If I disappointed you, I apologize. I uh, repent we for got such tomorrow. things. We, we do have tomorrow. You just wait till like all the accents come out. But right now, share the broadcast, comment, tell us who you are, where you're watching from. We're very excited to have you with us today because we've got awesome stuff in store for you, including a brand new segment. So it's gonna here's be what's awesome. Up. So today on the Lunch Plus broadcast, we're gonna be starting off with a minute to win it game. It's gonna be fun. Uh, it's gonna be fun. People <laughs> might choke, but it'll be okay. All right, after that, we have some good news, uh, some what's good news. Um, <laughs> uh, we, there's some awesome stuff that we're going to be talking about today, uh, so stick around for that. After that, we have The Price is Right. The Price is Right. Um, I'm excited about that. That's going to be our new segment today, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, oh, man, I'm excited. After that, we're going to have a time of confession and prayer. Um, and then that will be followed up by the man who would be king. I only want you to refer to it as prices will right. Will right. Will right. I just, I, I was just really proud of like the idea of, you know, since it's what's right, the price is right. <laughs> so I just wanted to emphasize that first, emphasize that it's not a copyright infringement. <laughs> and then secondly, yep, sure not. emphasize that my cleverness. Yes. And coming up with the name of it. Pray for Buddy's pride. Um, in Jesus' name. No. Hallelujah. I receive. Um, and as we're starting off today, make sure that we hit 100 comments as fast as possible. Last week, we hit 100 comments pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. We want to see if we can beat it. Today, see yeah. if you can go ahead and beat 12 or what time? Do you remember what time? I have zero clue. Twelve eighteen. Kevin remembers. Hey, Praise thanks, God Kevin. for Kevin Nowicki. Uh, if we hit before 12, 18, 100 comments. It's going to be a day of rejoicing here on the broadcast. So drop in the comments who you are, where you're watching from, and... I just wanted to say, hi, wife. My hi. wife is here. Serena! Welcome! Serena. I like her. She's cool. I like her too, but in a different way. <laughs> in a very different way. Um, right now, it is time for family chat, and today we are wrapping up for right now our Would You Eat It? Our weird assortment oh, of Oh, so foods. this is the last time we're doing this? For right now. Praise for, for this week. God. Oh, she said hi, husband. Buddy is saying praise God because he really doesn't want to have to eat all of these things. And I feel mm -hmm. like I'm The more we do thoughts. this, the more these are going to become like a food mash segment. I, I really hope that the cheese and apple pie becomes a food mash segment. I'm very excited well, for that. Well, my, my dad texted me, um, like, because that, that's his version of comments. Um, uh, he texted me, well, just because he doesn't have Facebook. Um, he texted me and he said that was actually a really popular thing when he was a kid. So I believe it. Okay, today's weird combination of food. Would you eat this? Would you eat pizza? Ooh, pizza and applesauce. <laughs> Isn't that gross? <laughs> I don't like applesauce to begin with. Even in the pictures, it looked really nasty. Oh, there's pictures? I, I, I didn't put them in the, in the questions because that was literally taking it from BuzzFeed and I didn't mm -hmm. know how to like credit them. But yeah, it's mm -hmm. just like a slice of pizza with globs of applesauce on top of it. Would you eat that? Uh, We've got lots of no's. Absolutely <laughs> no. 
Okay, so William says That's no, right. Serena says no, Kevin says no. I want to come back to William's comment. Rachel says that she's done it. It was an accident, but she did it. It was an accident. How do you accidentally have <laughs> applesauce on pizza? I don't understand how you can do that on accident. Abby says she feels like she's done this while she's babysitting. Holly, hi, Holly. Johnny says no. Pastor Nicole says that she would eat pizza, and then applesauce is her dessert. Um, well, see, because I feel like that kind of falls under the apple pie and with cheese, you know, because you got the cheese on the pizza, the applesauce, which is kind of like a pie. Apple pie, but there's sauce filling, but there is sauce in bread. Well, you got so the only addition then it's basically like apple pie with cheese, but with sauce also. Scarlett right? says, or Jade says that Scarlett, her daughter, always puts applesauce on her pizza. Interesting. Wow. Jade, then, Jade also said that Scarlett made Abby do it. Ew. Was was it good? Oh, Abby she said, said it she, wasn't bad. Yeah. Pastor Nicole says, what kind of pizza? A dessert pizza? No, dessert pizza mm -hmm. is a different thing. Dessert pizza is great. I've never, I, I've never had dessert pizza. Okay, so it's like a graham cracker crust, like a big circle like a of pie? graham cracker, kind of. And then you put cream cheese as the sauce, and then you put fruit on it, like kiwis and blueberries and strawberries, and it's delicious. I haven't had it in years, but it's wonderful. Isn't that a cheesecake? Nope. <laughs> nope. In theory, it's a cheesecake, but nope, it's not. Okay. <laughs> William says that fish oil with applesauce is surprisingly good. Is that like the fish oil pills? That's, have, that's all I'm picturing. I have many questions. Wait, he's, he's nodding his head. Is that actually what it is? Like, are you oh. just emptying the pills of fish oil onto the apple? <laughs> Why? Okay. William says it's a long story. William has lots of long stories, but he's... Literally, like, I feel like Will is leading almost... He's literally leading, like, all of us on, like, cliffhangers every broadcast. It's like, true. It's, he'll, he'll say something completely random. It's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> there's no conclusion to this. Okay, food number two. Weird... Oh. Weird. Okay. Uh, okay, taco shells and cream cheese. Yeah, so this is also a thing. Mm. I don't know why. I, like, th these are bored four college kids at like two in the morning after they've been cramming and they're like, I want food. I don't care what food. Let's just eat it all. I would not do this. Yeah, William said it's kind of strange. I agree. Eo said that she would try it. Your wife said that she would try it. Okay. His mouth is twitching, Serena. Like, I don't know if you could see it, but his upper lip started to like, okay. <laughs> Kevin said, I guess I'd try this, but weird. Jade says no. Yeah, yeah, I would not do this. I'm in the nope category. That sound, I don't like cream cheese as it is, which is, I understand weird because cheesecake is my favorite, but I don't like just cream cheese. It's, no, I don't need to well, do that. Serena's going grocery shopping today, so <laughs> if, if I come home and there's like taco shells and cream cheese. Pastor Brian says that there's probably other substances involved in these food <laughs> conglomerations as well. That's true. I would agree. That's true. Um, these are all munchy. <laughs> I get, get the munchies, just eat whatever's on hand. Pastor yeah. Nicole says that she'd try most anything once. Tacos are good, cream cheese is good, it's probably not bad. Maybe if you do it on the Doritos taco shells. You know, I feel like that's valid. I, I, I feel like that could be okay. Taco shells in general are just pretty plain. Did, did you ever see that, um, that Dorito-crusted Mountain Dew cheesecake? No. <laughs> you, you nope. see, William's seen it. 
Like, it's <laughs> the most disgusting thing you could ever look at, but like, because it's like a real, like a thick green cheesecake. Teenage made boys with, made this. Probably, actually. <laughs> Definitely red, redneck teenagers, I'm sure. Because it's like, like lime green, but it's like made with Mountain Dew. It's probably like Mountain Dew and just gelatin or whatever. And then like no. a, a crushed Dorito, like no. uh, breading. Have you seen the gelatinized? Have you guys seen? I've seen this on Facebook. The gelatinized spaghetti mold. Have you seen this? It's like spaghetti oh. with gelatin in it. Oh, that's the it, most ugh. disgusting thing. It looks and, so gross. And the, the crust was hot dogs, wasn't it? Yes. Have y'all <laughs> like seen that? <laughs> oh. Like, that's, no. No. That's going to that's gonna be on a segment now. Ugh. You know that, right? You I, brought it up. We're, gonna, we're mm. probably going to eat it at some point. Sick. Gross. <laughs> Ugh, just okay. look just look it up after the broadcast. Yeah. Look it up. Don't watch the video. Just watch look Watch the, the video. Image. No, watch the video. Watch it come together in its glory, mm. its fashion. Put it on mute. <laughs> I think there may be wordy dirds in there, so just mute oh, the right. whole thing. But it's it's gross. Okay. Next one. Next one. Ugh. Pizza in pears. I read pizza in tears at first. <laughs> <laughs> Would you cry onto your pizza and then eat it afterwards? <laughs> pizza and pears. Honestly, I, I feel like that wouldn't be too bad. But you wouldn't do the applesauce? How is this different? It, well, applesauce is cooked and sugarized. Pears aren't. Are we talking, like, you slice it up? Are we talking about, like, like... Like, in my, in my head, it's, it's just a solid form of applesauce. Like, I know they're different fruit. Not at but all. But applplesauce is the mushy version you give babies. And then pears are. But, but applesauce apple is cooked. You got the you got like the sugar and stuff like that. So it's like glazed apples that's mashed up. See, these pears aren't glazed and mashed up and sugarized. Hold, I'm coming back to you. But then Abby says pears are gross. Kevin says that's a pizza abomination. Jade says she's getting hungry now. She likes pizza and pineapple. So maybe we're coming back to you. No pears on pizza, oh, but no. like a bite we're of going each into one the of another. Johnny says maybe. Kevin says fruit does not go on pizza. Buddy Crabtree. We're going into the pineapple. Already. You are staunchly against pineapple on pizza, but you can do that? How is that different? It just is. No. I, I'm not saying I would do it regularly. I'm just saying I would try it. <laughs> you are pineapples so hard and pears. Pineapple. Pineapples are much different. It is, in what, every way. What? Like they're all fibery, and like they're super super sweet. Pears have a very muted flavor. Pears aren't very like bold, you know, and. So, there. <laughs> uh uh. So I so I was always staunchly <laughs> against. Jade said, "Have have you ever tried it?" I was always staunchly against it. I actually haven't. I haven't had it until like two no like four months ago. Um, was the first time that I had it, and it wasn't as good. I want to start recording down all the things that Buddy says he will not eat and then just review them from time to time. I, that, that like a penny? Me. Yep, like a penny. <laughs> Kevin says pineapple can go on steak but never on pizza. Um, I agree to disagree. I had Mexican food just yesterday that was like chorizo and cheese and rice and peppers with hmm. pineapple on top of it, and it was delicious. William said there's a scientific reason as to why pineapple doesn't go on pizza. It's also morally destitute. I, I love the wording. It's just so poetic. I, I want to know 
both reasons for both of those things, why it, what the scientific reason is and why it's morally destitute. I want, I want reasons. You can't just make a claim. Tell me the why. <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like checking my spirit against it. You just, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well guys, we are super excited that you've been here for Family Chat. Tomorrow we will have a whole new series of questions for you throughout the week. Thank you for participating in Would You Eat That? Because you've really helped us determine some food mash mashups. But right now, it's time to head into today's broadcast. It's going to be a good one. We will be back in 30 seconds. See you very soon. Share the broadcast. We love you. What's up, everyone? Hey, guys. Welcome to today's What's Right broadcast. Before we jump into our first segment, let's tell you guys what's going on on our broadcast today. First, we will be starting off with a minute to win it game. We got our special guest, uh, Lucas Steven, right here. Uh, I'm really excited about this one. This involves eating and shoving food into their faces. So I'm excited. They're going to look like chipmunks soon. After that, we got What's Good News. Uh, we got some really good, praiseworthy things to talk about today. I'm excited about that. After that, we have a brand new segment called The Price is Right. Uh, that's going to be just awesome. You're going to love that one. And after The Price is Right, we have uh, a time of confession and prayer, followed by the man who would be king. It's going to be the best. But first, let's start off with Minute to Win It. Win it! We have... Lukey. Luke is here. Luke is here. Luke, say hi to everyone. Hello. <laughs> I like that. Hello. Luke. It sounded like I pulled a string out of your back and that's what came out. Here, I'm going to pull a string. No. Nothing. Didn't happen. No, it didn't work that time. Here, Luke I'm going to pull Luke is my here. best little buddy. We're super excited to have you on today, bud. We love you. Love Are you excited it. for this game today? You excited? Yep. Yep. Do you like saltines? Them. You love them. Oh, he's like, I love them. What, what kind of question is that? All right, well, today's uh, game is the saltine challenge. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this, but apparently it's impossible to eat six saltines in under 60 seconds, but we're not going to go that far, all right? We're going to go, we're, we're going to try to get five saltines in 60 seconds. You think you can do that? No? Yeah, earlier you were saying, I got this, I got this. We asked Lukey who he wanted to compete against today, and he <laughs> wanted to compete against me. So, do you feel confident that you can beat me? Uh, do you think uh, you can beat me? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out soon. Hey, uh, if, you're, if you're here, make sure you put in the comments. Tell us who you think is going to win in today's challenge. Uh, we're going to see at least who can eat the most in 60 seconds, all right? And, oh, I, I also have to add, you have to swallow first, too. 
So, mm. so you have to chew it up, you have to swallow it. And if you guys want a little science lesson, uh, actually, I'll give it to you later. But so here's the challenge. You're going to have to, you're going to have to try to eat as many saltines as you can in 60 seconds. All right. Luke, do you want to go first or do you want Barrett to go first? You, you want to go, go first? first? All right. Okay. There we go. Good luck. Good luck, sir. Uh, oh, look at that. Uh, Abby says, Luke, I think you got this. William says, I believe in Luke. So, oh, look, Kevin says, Luke wins by landslide. I'm so sorry, Barrett. Oh, Holly. What? But Holly said Barrett might win, but her support is for Luke. Man, you got a, you got a lot of fans here today. I, Lucas, you're on the broadcast for like three minutes and you've got more fans. There we than go. Me. Debbie says, Go, Luke. What because, is this? Because I'm Eo a kid. says, Go, Luke. Because I'm a, a kid. kid. That's what it is. That's probably true. That's what it is. You're cuter than me. That mm -hmm. works. And honestly, I, I, I feel like he might have an advantage because he just lost some, some teeth. So, you know, that'll help him uh, eat it up a little bit. Do that bit. for the camera. Show for the camera. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Well, since you want to go first, Luke, I'm going to get my 60-second my timer ready because, you know, I, I always should have this ready before we start the broadcast. But for some reason, I don't. Anyway, we're not doing 40 minutes, right? Kevin says Luke Ow. for president in 2020. Luke for president. You want to run for president? There'd be Wait, a lot of ice yeah. cream. Well, no. You don't want to run for president? No. I think you'd do good. It's too, it's too hard to do all those papers. <laughs> too many paperwork. <laughs> too much paperwork. I like it. All right, well, you have 60 seconds. Are you ready? Yes. Well, ready or not, here we go. Uh, I, think, I think that's saying we're ready. All right, on your mark, get set, go. All right, there we go. Oh, wow. Whoa! You just shoved almost a whole cracker in your mouth. Does it taste good? Actually, I, you probably can't talk because you're too busy eating crackers. All right, everyone, everyone, show, show Luke your support in the comments. You got 45 seconds left, and he's already got the first go one in his mouth. Well done. You're doing pretty good. It's true. We, we, we did this in youth last night, and I, I did, was anyone successful? I think one, one person was actually successful at getting uh, all six in under uh, 60 seconds. That's impressive. That is really impressive. Paul and I have played this game before, and Paul and I were not able to do this. Did you it's just a, get a second one in there? You got a second one in there. Dude. All right. You got 20 seconds left. Go, Luke. You got this. See, I, I like his method. He's moving around, you know, getting it down, get, getting his body moving. Actually, I was watching a, a video, like the science behind like the hot dog eating contest. Oh, three, two, one, zero. Time's up. All right, you got two. Good well job, done, man. Luke. Awesome. I'm proud of you. Well done. Good job, babe. All right, you ready, Barrett? Yes. You think you, you, think you can beat him with two? I don't know. I'm, I'm not as confident as I was a minute ago. Luke, <laughs> Luke did pretty good. All right, well, let's do this. On your, wait. Johnny Schaefer said Wesley. Wesley got all the crackers. Oh, yeah. I was like, I forgot that I brought that up. I was like, I was like, Wesley's not playing today. I, don't, I, don't, like, I just got super confused. Don't you mark it, set, go. I thought I would catch you off guard, but I didn't. All right. So, yeah, I was watching a, uh, a video about, like, the hot dog eating contest. You see how they eat it. But, like, they'll jump up and down, you know, as to, to kind of make gravity push push the food down because they're like eating like 20 hot like more than that like at least at least five hot dogs a minute like they're it's insane and gross at the same time all right you have 30 seconds left oh by the way what makes this challenge so difficult is that the 
the salt in the saltines draws like basically it sucks all the saliva out of your mouth. You got 19 seconds left. And the sal your saliva, if you, I don't know if you guys really want this like science lesson. You got 12 seconds. But the saliva is very important in breaking down the foods in your mouth. Um, and so right now, like when, as she's doing this, she has a bunch of clumps, but no saliva to break it down. You got two seconds. Time. I got six. Ooh. Did you swallow it? Yeah. Holy <laughs> smokes. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. No, I wouldn't win. <laughs> Cheers. Well done. Well done. Well done. You know what? I want some water. We have some time left in this segment. Can I try? Go for it. We have some time left. We got three. We got, we got a couple minutes left. All right. Let's do this. Okay. Luki, do you think Buddy can beat you? Are you just snacking now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, go. Okay, do you think that Buddy can beat me? I just got all six. Oh, I don't, I don't have them. Oh, me and Mike will go home. Oh, I'm Oh, man. 45 seconds. I, I had to will, I had to will it to happen. Like, mm -hmm. as I'm chewing, I was like, mm. no, make the saliva come. I had oh. to, like, I had to think this through. <laughs> Are you gonna cheer on Buddy? Let's go, buddy. Let's go. Is that what you heard Let's me go, say? Because I didn't say Let's anything. Let's go. Okay, you've got 23 seconds left. There's a lot of saltine shrapnel coming out of Buddy's mouth right now. As he's speaking, it's just like, pachur, pachur. It's not working. It's not working. 10 seconds. How many do I get? Go, buddy, go, buddy, go, buddy. Wait. No go buddy, no go oh. buddy, no go buddy, no go buddy, no go buddy, okay. no go buddy, no go buddy. Wow. Yes. You, you and Luke got the same amount? I got three. Uh, dismiss. I don't know how to work your phone. I figured it out. So you got three? I only got three. That's a lot more difficult than I realized. That's true. All right, well, Still thank you, you for... Still win. You did it? a great job. Didn't win. You, you, you can practice. Get some practice and we'll do this again. Can we have another showdown sometime? Mm-hmm. Here, I'll, I'll give you these and you can take them to practice. Just, just practice all, all throughout the, the rest of the broadcast. All right. Wait, you have a microphone. Wait, you have a microphone. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. I didn't know what you. Were doing. Thank you for joining us for this, for this minute to win it. This segment of man words. Like all, my, all this live in my mouth is like gone, and like there's like chunks just everywhere. It's disgusting. Anyway, you didn't need to hear that. But thank you for joining us for Minute to Win It. Now we're going to go over to Abby for today's uh, segment of What's Good. We got some good stuff uh, to share today, so take it away, Abby. Well, hello, and welcome to the next segment of What's Good. I'm your host, Abby Wright, and today we will be talking about What's good? <laughs> to start out with today, this past Friday, we had our night of prayer from 6 until 12 in the morning. It went amazing. Honestly, it felt like only a couple hours, which is saying a lot because, like, I understand praying, like, intensely. It can feel like a while sometimes, but God's grace was all over it. It went amazing. It felt like two or three hours. It was awesome. Loaded up on caffeine. Stayed awake the whole time. Barely yawned. It was awesome. 
Also, dealing with that, we have a man connected to us, and he actually had an uncle who was in the hospital, and his family was called in to say goodbye to his uncle because he was just doing really badly, and he wasn't going to make it much longer, they were saying. And we had our night of prayer, and in it we prayed just against death. We prayed against this virus, and we heard back from the man that his uncle has been doing so well that they've taken him off of his respirator. He is healed miraculously. Guys, God is so good. Don't listen to people saying that God only did miracles in the Bible. He is still doing them now because he wants to, not because people are doing things for him, but because he loves people. That's why. Also today, we have a 93-year-old man who rode by, like rode uh, motorcycles as a teenager. He was a veteran, and he got a scooter that looks like a Harley-Davidson motorcycle. It's really, it's just really sweet. It's adorable. And he says that it makes him feel like he's 43 again. It's just so sweet. I, I stared at the picture for a while. He's so happy. Look, I, I like that the, I'm trying to point, I like that the handlebars are like up high. It's nice. Also, next, I really like NASA and outer space and just all that stuff. It's really cool. NASA has created a cologne that is supposed to smell like outer space. I don't know what outer space smells like, but I want to know. It's called Eau de Luna. And, guys, it's out of this world. <laughs> I'm sorry for that. And <laughs> on that note, they're going to probably kick me off. So we'll see you next time. You've enjoyed this. And also, if you have any testimonies, any good things you find, any just adorable things on the internet, we want to hear from you. We love you guys, and maybe you'll be on the next segment of What's Good. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hello guys, what's up? Welcome to our first ever segment of The Price is Right. I got Kevin Novicki here, and I, I, I just had to say it that way. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Like every time I say your name, I just want to go like, Kevin Novicki. Make it ethnic. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me feel nice. Um, and then, <laughs> that, uh, that was really awkward. Anyway, and we got Abby right here today. Um, I'm excited about this segment. This segment's not going to involve splashing water in each other's faces, just so you know. That's good. That's good. It may afterwards. You oh, never no. know. I'm just saying. <laughs> you oh, never no. know. But it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Here's how the game's going to go. Um, what I'm going to do, and I want you guys in the comments to participate as well. What we're going to be doing is I'm going to be showing you guys a completely random item. And what I want you, what I want you to do, Abby, you'll go first. Okay. Um, what, I, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you guess how much you think that item costs. 
All right. And then Kevin, you're going to have to guess whether you think it's high, it costs more or less than what she said. Okay. All right. And then we're just going to go backwards. All right. Okay. And then we're going to flip it. So, so if you guess correctly, oh, I think it's higher, I think it's lower, then you'll get a point. If you're wrong, then you're going to get a point. Oh, All right. Sweet. Does that make sense? Cool. I'd like to give a bit of forewarning considering my age. I have had very little monetary experience so this should be really fun this should be really <laughs> fun should be really fun um and guys please please you know in the comments i want you to put your guesses what you think it'll cost whether you think it's going to be high or lower uh so i want you guys to participate as well but we're going to start off with our first item of the day what go. do we got what do we got all right abby you're going to be guessing how much does a private island in chile Chile, oh. Chile, 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 Chile. Yeah. Chile. Yeah. How much does a private island in Chile cost? Well, Steve. Well, my I name's think... not Steve. <laughs> well, bud, I think a private island in Chile would be close to about five million. Five million dollars? Yeah. That's yeah. your guess? That's my guess. All right, Kevin, do you think it's higher or lower than five million dollars? Higher. You think it's higher than five million dollars? For a private island in Chile. Yes. What's the economy of Chile? Have you taken that into consideration? You make a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> However, I believe that it's much higher than that. I'm assuming, based on the picture that you showed, mm. there's more acreage. It was very lush and green. It has uh, many beachfront uh, <laughs> areas, so uh, I'm going for I'm going for higher. It, that thing looked like it was at least what probably I don't know 40 acres or something like that. It was a pretty huge island. So you're going higher? I'm going higher. All right, show us how much does a private island in Chile cost? 1.7 million, which is lower. So that means. Abby, this time, this round, you got a point. All well right. done. Well done. All right, let's go move on to our next. So, Kevin, you're the one, you're going to be guessing this can time, I, all right? Can I write a check for that island, by the way? Uh, sure, why not? You're a grand prize. Yes. Yeah, your grand prize is not a private island. All right, what's next? What's next? Now we have a sea otter tape dispenser. All right, just a little bit less exciting than a private island. All right, I need to see the sea otter tape dispenser. The sea otter tape dispenser? There it is right there. Oh my heavens, Whoa. okay. It's a beautiful sea otter tape dispenser. You can buy it on Amazon. I have a feeling some people are gonna add this to their Amazon wish list. Okay. But how much would you, would you guess a sea otter tape dispenser costs? Buddy, I'm gonna go with $29.95. $29.95. Yes, sir. All right, Abby, do you think it's higher or lower? I think it's lower. You're going lower? Yep. You think it's lower than $29.95? Yep. All at right. Least All right. <laughs> <laughs> at least $29.94. All right. Well, how much does a sea otter tape dispenser cost? It costs $16.06. I'm so sorry, Kevin. You're not having a very good day here, apparently. This is nice. All I right. Like it's game. two to nothing right now. All right. <laughs> it's two to nothing. So, hey, you have a chance to, to, to catch back up. You know, okay, you have I all the, the time. Tape dispenser, though. Right? Can I have that? I, I, she no. <laughs> she can have the island. She can have the island. I just want the tape dispenser. I'm good with this deal. <laughs> what a great deal. All right. Now we're going to be swapping it again. Abby, you're going to be guessing this next one. What do we have today? Number three, we have roadkill sausage. This, this is an actual like, thing of sausage made out of roadkill. 
Oh. All right. How much do you think roadkill sausage will cost? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I think, I think the price is going to have to skyrocket because no one's buying it. You mean, you mean like supply and demand kind of? Yeah. Since like, no one's buying it. Either. Yeah. It's, I'm going to guess like $50. $50 for roadkill sausage. Wow. So I, I, so like I, I just want to get this right. So your concept of supply and demand is... <laughs> I know. I wasn't going to say anything. If nobody wants it, it must be really expensive. They, they need help with their business. They're, they're almost done. They need any last bit of anything to help them. All right. <laughs> I like your business model. <laughs> if nobody's buying it, hike up the cost. Yeah, yeah, that's what happens. All right. That's what happens. Praise God. I, I see what you, like when you said earlier, my idea of monetary. Yeah. Business. All right, so she said $50? Yes, sir. I'm going to go below $50. You're going to go Lower less than, than $50. $50. All right, how much does roadkill sausage cost? Thirty-one seventeen. Oh. <laughs> So it's, it's more than you would expect it to cost. It's it less than $50. So wait, hey, you got hey, a point. I'm on the board. board. You're, you're gaining. You're gaining quick. Oh, quick. All right, moving on to round number four. We're on four, right? Four. Yeah, I just forgot. Uh, round number four. What do we got next for the prices, right? Now we have a luxury hobbit home. A luxury hobbit home. It's... I it's an underground. Is it possible home. to have a home, a Hobbit home that is luxurious? Yes, because I'm. I wanted to give okay. you some actual insight on this home. It's there got it three beds and four baths. All right, three beds, four baths in a Hobbit home, and it has an indoor swimming pool. So I just wanted to give you some reference about this indoor Hobbit home. Hobbits are pretty tiny creatures. They are pretty tiny creatures. Do they have like a really big shoe closet for the really big feet? <laughs> I don't wondering. know. I, I haven't been there. Okay. I didn't take the virtual <laughs> tour online. All right. How much would you guess that a luxury Hobbit home would cost? A luxury Hobbit. And where is this located? In Hobbiton. Actually, Hobbiton. no, it's, it's actually a, a, a town uh, called, what was it? Um, I don't remember. It's not in Chile. No, I don't think it's in Chile. All right, just checking. It's, pro it's probably in, in like Switzerland or something. It's not very expensive. Nope. All right, in Switzerland? I think, oh. it, I, that's just a random guess. Clearly, that's Or New expensive. Zealand, I don't know. I think it is. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go a luxury Hobbit home, three bed, four bath, indoor swimming pool, and a large closet for the shoes. Sure. They also have a breakfast kitchen. A breakfast kitchen. What about a second breakfast? I don't know. Yeah. What about Ooh. 11 Z's? They have a kitchen for all. No, I'm just All kidding. right, so that home, I'm going to say, goes for one point. No, I can't be that much. 800,000. 800,000? Yes. Uh, that's, that's a luxury Hobbit home. How much do you think? Do you think higher or lower? I was going to say higher. So I'll say higher. We'll say higher. So you think it's higher than 800,000? Yeah. All right. A luxury Well. Show us how much a luxury Hobbit home will cost. $919,980. It's just a little bit higher. You were, you were close. That was actually pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I stink at this. You were really close. All right, guys, please continue to put it in the comments what you think these things cost. All right, now moving on to round number five. Abby's up three to one, right? 
She That's is where we're at? Right. All right, good, because I'm not always the best at keeping score, but I'm doing a good job right now. All right, what's next? We have an, uh, a remote control alligator head. It's like a little alligator head boat that you can put in the water and scare people. That with. actually sounds exciting. <laughs> that I sounds super one. exciting. Yes, I totally Let's want one. It. All right. Who, Abby, how much do you think a remote control alligator a head will cost? remote control alligator head. Well, considering the enjoyment I would get out of it, <laughs> I'm going to go on the higher end of my guess and say something around like $50. $50? Yeah. Kevin, do you think it'll be higher or lower? I'm definitely going higher on that. I know definitely. I would spend at least $250 <laughs> oh, on that. Good right night. <laughs> good night. All right, so your guess was $50? Yeah. All right, how much yep. would a remote control alligator head cost? It would cost $41.88. Kevin, you're doing such a good job. All right, all right, we got one more for you guys today. Uh, one more price is right item, Kevin. I'm going to make this one worth three points. Okay, thank you. You're up four to one, right? Yep. So, you know. I have redemption possibility here. Thank you. Or should I make it worth five points? Five. Hey, th this is my, this is my segment. Nothing. I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> this one's going to be worth five points yes. just because I want to. Actually, I know it's not fair. But we're just gonna do it. Two hundred fifty thousand for the, for the for Hobbit that. home. Oh, the Hobbit home. Oh, yeah, okay. not All for right. the alligator head. Like, yeah. All right, All right. <laughs> finally we have for the our final round of the uh, whatever. Put it up on the screen. We got a floating playground. Now, once the picture, once you can see the picture, you have to see this thing is okay. pretty ma massive. Okay. All right, this is a big. A big playground. Look at that. Okay. Floating playground. Oh my heavens. Right? I was thinking. I don't know thing. what it wants, but take my money now. <laughs> How much do you think a floating playground will cost? Oh my word. Um, I'm going to say that thing was uh, $35,000. $35,000. All right. Do you think it's higher or lower? I'm going to say higher. Higher than $35,000? No, I'm not confident, but yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I feel All like you could live in it. It looks like you could live in it. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Higher. All right. So, so you think it's higher than $35,000? Sure. All right. Well, how much will this fancy floating playground cost? It will cost us $69,980. So... Now you're just losing by a, a significantly higher margin. Oh, well, that does so. So in a five-point game, I won by nine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's pretty much how it goes. This is awesome. It's <laughs> great. I love this so game. good. Did All she right. just do that? She did just do that. Was it really necessary to do the math? <laughs> Where's, that cup, it. Where's that cup of water? Where's that cup of water? All right. Well, hey guys, thank you for joining us today. For the price is right. Uh, join us next time. It's going to be a lot of fun. But now we're heading over to Baird. She's got some confessions and prayer uh, that we're going to go into for the next couple minutes. So uh, thank you guys for joining us today. Let's move on to confession time. Hey guys, thank you so much for being on today's broadcast and for our current segment, Confessions. We go through 
seven confessions here on the broadcast. We'll probably expand at some point in time, but right now we have our first confession of the week. And as always, we like to give you a Bible verse that you can build your faith upon before we make this confession. And today's confession Bible verse comes from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. And he's saying, Paul is saying to the church of Ephesus, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance to the saints? Today, our first confession of the week is confession number one. And join your voice with mine and make this yours. Say, we walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Jesus, I ask right now that for every person watching this broadcast, whether they're watching live, whether they're watching the replay, whether they're watching in-house in the studio, I ask right now, Lord, that every single one of us, that our eyes are enlightened to what is the hope of our calling, what are the riches of his glory, and what our inheritance is. I thank you, Father. Every person watching has an inheritance that's been laid up for them. And in the name of Jesus, I confess that they receive the full manifestation of what their inheritance is. They receive salvation. They receive divine protection. They receive divine healing. They receive prosperity and provision. They receive deliverance. They receive everything that your son paid for in the name of Jesus. They're protected today. Your people are protected today. Divine protection is theirs in the name of Jesus. Every person watching, I declare in the name of Jesus, you're protected. You're kept from the evil one. I thank you, Lord, that they're our inheritance that we have. I thank you, Father, that it's healing. I thank you that we have an inheritance of healing. I thank you, Lord, that every bit of the curse that would have tried to stick on them, I thank you that it just rolls off them like water off a duck's back. I thank you, Father, that there is no curse that attaches itself to your people, but your people are full of life. They're full of light. They're full of power. I confess, Lord, that every bit of what your son paid to have, that they have it now. They have it now. They have the full manifestation now. It's theirs now. Nothing is left on the table. Nothing is left without them receiving it, God. They receive the full manifestation. The full manifestation. Father, and today we receive the fullness of you. We receive the fullness of your son. We receive the fullness of salvation. We receive every bit of who you are. Right now, for every person watching God, I ask that you bless them. Bless them mightily. Bless them abundantly. Bless them beyond all they could ever ask or think. Bless them beyond what they think is possible. Bless them as you desire to bless them, Father. Bless them on your level of normal. Bless them on your level of normal. We thank you, Father. Thank you that it happens today in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank you so much for being on today's Confessions. And now we are going to hop into What's the Word? Share the broadcast. It's going to be a good one. We'll be back in just a couple seconds. We'll see you soon.
Hallelujah. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's broadcast. Share the broadcast if you haven't done it already. Uh, please drop it in the comments uh, who you are, where you're watching from, and we love you. Hope you had a great, great weekend. We had a great one. Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Praise yeah. God. It was so good and glad to have you all with us today. Thank you, Amen. Sir. I like those confessions. Um, I've found that they are very beneficial as we go through them and confess them Amen. and uh, hope that your life just continues to rise based off of the confessions of the Lord coming from the Word, Amen. which is our food. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that was very Southern. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Taking after your mom. Your yep. mom. Your mom. Your mom. Your mom. <laughs> so anyway, we welcome you today. We're talking about the man who would be king. And uh, this is an interesting chapter. Let's go ahead and go into Second Samuel. And for those of you who don't know, the your mom thing, Abby is Pastor Brian's daughter. So <laughs> her mom is is Pastor Nicole, his wife. <laughs> in case true. you were wondering, just yeah. in case <laughs> he wasn't just like speaking to a random lady. That's <laughs> that's funny. I feel like I normally don't have a lot of her southern twang, but no, that's not one normally. Word. Not that's normally. One word I do say. Amen. 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 <laughs> well, there's a guy. There's a guy that Teddy introduced us to. Uh, that's a a pastor, and uh, he is very southern. And he would say, "Hey, man!" And uh, <laughs> I think Buddy and I were together when Teddy showed us that. And uh, mm-hmm. what that was so funny. That, that guy, just the way he says it, and uh, it sticks with you. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Hey. Drop it in the comments. Where are you watching from today? We welcome you. Share the broadcast, and uh, we just praise God. We are in 2 Samuel chapter 8. Mm-hmm. Interact with us today. 2 Samuel chapter 8. Welcome to Lunch Plus. And uh, let's go ahead and start reading just uh, verse 1, 2 Samuel chapter 8. Uh, you want to go ahead and read? Sure. Um, after this, David defeated and subdued the Philistines by conquering Gath, their largest town. David also conquered the land of Moab. He made the people lie down on the ground in a row, and he measured them off in groups with a length of rope. He measured off two groups to be executed, for every one group to be spared. The Moabites who were spared became David's subjects and paid him tribute money. Oh, that's a great verse. Man, that was, that was exciting. What version do you have? What translation? I think this is the NLT. Oh, okay. I was like, that's totally different the way it's yeah. reading. Yeah, it. it started going. I'm like, oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The New Living is the context translation, what we were talking about last week. And uh, so one of the things that you see is that the Lord is giving this land into his people's hand, which it was mm-hmm. supposed to be the whole time. And uh, but because of the slavery that had happened, because of the ungodliness that had happened, you had whole groups of people that were actually hurting everybody in the world. And the Lord was trying to raise up the people because they were walking so ungodly. It was yeah. bringing a curse on there. And God doesn't want people cursed. He wants them blessed. Right. So in order to change that, at the, especially at this time, he, he knew that these, these people would not end up in salvation, would not be in this. God loves people. But if he's got people that are harming other right. people, then you're coming against the love of God. You're coming right. against that. And it's like you have, you have to either change or be removed. 
And uh, the enemies of God is never a place where you want to get into. One of the things, you know, we're not in this era today like David was, um, that we're not in the same position, we're not in the same place. The establishment of the world and the establishment of, of godliness is different. Yeah. But one thing I think that we can get out of this is a good leader has to be prepared to make hard decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's many times where a leader has to say, look, we can't do it this way. We have to, we have to do things uh, the way that God wants us to, whether our flesh likes it or not. And I know for me, uh, you know, this, it challenges my flesh. It challenges who I am. And uh, hey, Serena, hey, Tracy, hey, Grayson. Buddy, buddy from 50 feet away. Hey, Amen. buddy. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, when we read this, these are stories I'll tell you that my flesh doesn't always like, but I understand it now better than I have before. Yeah. But there's mm -hmm. times where we have to make decisions. So, for example, uh, one day uh, I was preaching here, and, uh, and, Man, if this was the only day that you ever heard me preach, you probably would not want to come back. Because on purpose, and I'll tell you why, I was preaching hard. Like it was a, you know, either you like this message or you don't, and if you don't like it, get out type of message. And uh, I was preaching hard. It was not a seeker-sensitive message. Do you remember this? I do. And um, so it was, it was not your normal message. And if you only heard the message that day, then you would say, I don't think I like that church very much. Mm -hmm. But when you, when you understand the fullness, that's why people don't need to judge a church just based off of one day. Yeah. A pastor has to handle many things and a lot of times in maintenance mode. Yeah. Uh, there's there's things that need to be in maintenance. I, you know, one time this uh, guy came and he had only seen me ministering at other churches. And so when I'm at other churches, I'm there to exhort them, lift it up. And the day he finally came and visited Boomerang and he had told his wife like, oh, this is so awesome. You're going to love Brian. He's funny. He's exciting, everything. And that day was maintenance mode. And it was like, the most boring line upon line, but I had to do some maintenance yeah. on our hearts mm -hmm. as a group of people, as a pastor, as a shepherd. You know, it'd be like not the day you're taking the flock up to the best grass. It's the day that you're having to give them all a shave, you know, and nobody likes it. Nobody wants it. And you got to examine them, make sure they're healthy. You know, all of these things, that's the day they came in. And I was thinking, God, this is the worst day for you to come in and see this. And not only that, but he had built me up because he had only seen one version. He hadn't seen Pastor right. Brian. He had seen, you know, guest speaker Brian. And that's a different, there's, there's different things, different responsibilities. And so this one day that I was talking about where if you walked in and saw me, you probably wouldn't want to be a part of Boomerang. Here's what was actually going on, and here's why I was preaching hard. Because we had a couple of people that walked in that day, and the Lord instantly told me in my spirit, they are not right, and they are not supposed to be there. Yep. And I want you to preach, and I want you to preach so much and preach so hard that they will never come back. Yeah. That the Holy Ghost in you and the anointing and holiness will drive them away so that they will never come back. Why? Because I knew the Lord told me instantly, they're going to harm your people. Right. They are, they're going to harm. And they might not even know it. 
They might not even know that they were going to, but I knew from the Holy Spirit they're going to harm your people. And so I preached and I preached hard and we never saw them again. But yeah. uh, it was what you don't understand was that day I was protecting the flock. Mm -hmm. And if you saw it, you know, you may see that and say, God, I don't know if I like that. But that's where you have to trust that the leader will be uh, what the leader should be to protect the flock. You may see something. I've watched leaders at times treat people more harsh than I thought that they should be treating, treating somebody, not realizing they're protecting people, mm -hmm. you know. And that's very, very important that there's, you know, you have in Psalm 23, your rod and your staff. Yeah. It, it comforts me. Why mm -hmm. is there a comfort to me? Because uh, the rod basically... The staff is going to keep you away from the pit. It's going to keep you away from the trap. It's going to have the hook on it that will take a sheep and say, oh, don't fall down there. Or if, if I fall in a place, you're able to reach me and help yeah. me come back up. Yep. But then you have the rod, and the rod is to beat off the wolves. And many people, when you learn to trust a leader that's moving in godliness, then there's a comfort level there where even maybe the wolf is not a person. Maybe the wolf is a bad idea. Yeah. That, that you've accepted a bad idea and now the pastor, the shepherd has to come in and he has to fix that bad idea. Otherwise, it's going to derail your life. Yeah. And that's where uh, the sheep have to trust a shepherd. They have, to, mm -hmm. they have to watch that shepherd over a period of time, see the love that comes out, see the, see the passion that comes out for God. And they say, you know what, I don't understand everything, but I've learned to trust because I've watched love. And even if I, if, because what shepherd out there hasn't messed up? Sure. Even if that shepherd is messed up, I trust that they will get it correct. I trust that they will move it and move it back to where it needs to be. Yeah. And uh, you now have multiple times where you've seen me be very, very forgiving, but you've also seen me be harsh at times uh, on certain items and cer certain issues. And you've learned, like, there's reasons for it. Yeah. And when that time, and although our flesh doesn't always enjoy it, a leader has to make hard decisions. They have to be willing to make those decisions. Yeah. Or else they won't be a good leader. Yeah. They won't be a good leader if they're trying to please everybody. Yeah. Well, I, like, I can think of not just as a leader, but, you know, as a parent, I've had the opportunity to watch you parent Abigail and Rachel yeah. and Luke. And there have been times where I've been at the house and I've seen you be super sweet and very gentle with them, but I've also seen you correct and yeah. correct sternly. But if I, you know, it goes to what you're looking for. Like, if I'm expecting you to be harsh all the time, then right. even the smallest thing that isn't harsh, that's what I'm going to latch on to. You know? yeah. right. But because I've opened myself up to see you in different capacities, I, I can understand the different facets of you. It's like yeah. the Lord. You know, so many people just assume Old Testament God is an right. angry God. Right. God's an angry God. Well, that what you're seeing is a facet of his judgment that he had yeah. to execute there. But yeah. then the full counsel of the word is the full picture of what he looks like. Yes. So there's a facet of God that's a protector and a defender. Yes. But then there's a facet of God that's a loving father. Yes. And it just assuming he's one thing eliminates the possibility of him being who he is. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and that's where, like, if you look at the story of Noah, 
Uh, a lot of people, they're like, why would he destroy the earth? And, and, and ultimately, all of the people that were on the earth. And part of what had happened at that time was the earth had become completely corrupt. Yeah. So here, here's what that means. Had the Lord not destroyed those people, one of two things would happen. You would never be here. Yeah. You would never be here. Or if you were here, you would have no hope. Yeah. Of anything but destruction. Yes. You would be, you would, and the Lord saw that. So he said, I've got to save these in the future. And the only way mm -hmm. is to take these out. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's mm -hmm. part of what Saul got in trouble with because there was a group of people that he was supposed to completely annihilate. Yeah. And he didn't do it because, and, and, Many people, Buddy put this up earlier, he said, carnal Christians will never understand this. Carnal Christians are people that are carnal in general, whether they're Christians or not. They don't understand that because they don't see the importance of the holiness right. of the Lord. And the, a lot of times I've found that many people don't understand the spiritual root of yeah. things. And in order to understand the word, you have to understand the spiritual root of things. And there can be seeds planted that if not handled, will travel all the way through the line of yeah. man and corrupt them all. And uh, now, praise God, we have Jesus. And we were getting to this place where we would have Jesus. And know this, that if there were, we've already got precedent with Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. um, if there were you know, five or ten that were righteous, God would have saved them. If he'll save the whole city, he'll save a nation right. if there were five or ten righteous. Right. So what does that tell us about the ones that he said, look, you got, you got to remove them? There was none righteous. Yeah. There was none in that way. Now, one of the things I think is very important is what you just said was that many people only look at the Old Testament and they assume that the Old Testament is who God is yeah. only. Yeah. And so let me let me show you something. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. Somebody please drop that in the comments. Hebrews chapter 1. And verse 3. Oop. Let's get that one too far. I was at Philemon 1, 3. I was like, that's not the verse. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 3. And he's talking about Jesus here. And he says, and he, Jesus, mm -hmm. is the radiance mm -hmm. of the Father's glory, is what that's talking about in context. Jesus is the radiance of the Father's glory and the exact representation of his nature, of the yeah. Father's nature. Yep. And he upholds all things by the word of his power, mm -hmm. by the word of his power. When he, made, when he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become much better than the angels, and he has inherited a more excellent name than they. So one of the things that we see here is, and I, I love this statement, I heard somebody make this statement one time, is that... Jesus was the exact representation of the Father. Mm -hmm. Now, if you only look at one story or another story, you'll see the Father, but you won't see the full picture of it. Right. But in Jesus, you see the full picture of the Father. 
And so in this same verse where in 2 Samuel 8 you see that David, moving by the hand of God, wipes out this group of people. Right. And the same, in the same picture, you see where Jesus, where the Pharisees, now watch this, the religious people wanted to wipe out the adulterous woman. But you see Jesus saying, I don't accuse you. I came so that you can be free yeah. for whoever would choose God's freedom. Yeah. And so yeah. you see him, whereas the religious ones were wanting to basically take her out because of the law, Jesus was saying, I came to fulfill the law right. so that that doesn't have to happen, so that you can be lifted up right. and his love and his glory can lift you up and you can walk in freedom from this day yeah. forward. And then you see, let's go over to Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7. And here you have Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing Romans chapter 7. And he goes on, I'm, I'll just paraphrase it here. Uh, you know, starting around verse 14, he says, basically, the thing I want to do, I don't do. And the thing I don't want to do, I do, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. The thing I don't want to do, I do. And the thing I want to do, I don't do that, right. right? And so one of the things that you see is that he says here in verse 24, Oh, wretched man that I am. Now, this is the Apostle Paul writing this. This, this is him saying, I have messed up. And, and ultimately, he's kind of saying in the present tense, I'm messing up now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm trying to fix something. And I need help, right? He yeah. said, but he says, oh, wretched man that I am. And he asked this question. Who will set me free yeah. from this body of death? Yeah. Then he says, verse 25, I love it. He says, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then on the one hand, I myself with my mind am serving the law of God. But on the other, with my flesh, the law of sin. Right. The law yeah. of sin. And he, then he says... Verse, verse uh, 1 of chapter 8. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the King James says, for those who walk after the Spirit. There is no condemnation. In other words, if we will approach Jesus and we will draw by faith on the righteousness that he gave us, yeah. we won't walk in condemnation anymore. Jesus Christ will set us free from this sin and death. Yeah. He'll set us free from this judgment of sin on our lives, from this condemnation, this weight Amen. that's been on Jesus will do that. Amen. That's the same God who said, look, I can't have this sin in this early earth. Because it will corrupt. It's too big and it's too widespread. And it will corrupt everybody. And there will be no hope. Because mankind won't even get to the place where they can receive a Savior. Right. So he says, mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't be here. You're, you're, not, you're not carrying any righteous people in, in you. Yeah. And he says, I can't have that because you're going to hurt and kill people and send them to an eternal judgment if I allow you to stay on the earth. Yeah. You're already damned is what God's saying. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and finish the sentence so you don't hurt anybody else with yeah. you along the way. And that's part of what we're seeing in the Old Testament is a cleansing of that so that he can get salvation to the ones that would have it. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? You know, does, watch this. Is that something that our flesh likes? 
Does your flesh like it? Mm-mm. Yet, it's right. Yeah. yeah. Because God said it. And so then we start to see, this: whether our flesh likes it or not, who is the clay and who is the potter? Yep. Right. And we're saying in all of our, you know, here's the thing that we have to really challenge on ourselves. We have to really, really challenge ourselves. Uh, who's the one? Who's the one that's actually sitting there and saying, you know, well, I know more than God does. Mm-hmm. And that's what our flesh is doing. Like, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be so. But the reason that we do that is because our understanding is limited and his isn't. Yep. Yeah. He can see the whole big picture and our understanding is limited to laterally what we see in this world right now. God's seeing the, the physical and the spiritual for yeah. all time. Yeah. Our basis of judgment is only on how much life we've spent in a corrupted earth. Mm-hmm. It's not eternal, and it's not viewing all of those things. And so what we have to do, see, pride would tell us, pride would tell us that we know more than God does about this. Mm-hmm. But humility would say, he did it for a reason, and I know that he is absolute love. Yeah. And so there's got to be a benefit to this. And if it's that extreme of a judgment, it had to be a major yeah. deal for him to call a shot like yeah, that. Right. There had to be something major going on. And see, that's actually trusting the Lord. So we can start to examine in our heart what's there and what might be holding us back from trusting him in other areas. Because we've allowed ourselves to think, well, I don't know about that. Well, one of the things that you've said multiple times throughout this broadcast is the way to examine scripture, the way to examine doctrine is yeah. by first, God is ultimate yes. good. Like God is always good. Mm-hmm. He's always love. And then to approach it with faith as a child. So those are the two two of the things that you say to approach yes. scripture with. So as you're talking, all that like I remember when I would start to read the Old Testament, not liking it. However, <laughs> mm-hmm. however, I have grown in my relationship with, Lord, th- with the Lord and my understanding of who he is. Yeah. And now I don't see it as God being angry or God being judgmental. God's my protector. Like yeah. God's my protector. Yeah. And the people that received his judgment, he didn't enjoy doing it. It's not no, like he's rejoicing. No. These are his people. He yes. created them too. But they had positioned themselves to be his enemies. So yes. it's like... You know, Abigail's your daughter. You love everybody, but you have a responsibility as her father to protect her in a different way. And Mm -hmm. if somebody comes up against your children, your responsibility is to protect her. And his responsibility is to protect his covenant people, those that are in that relationship with him. So more than anything, it motivates me to maintain that covenant relationship I have with him because that's what he He'll do for me. He'll protect me that way. Yes. He'll protect the ones he loves. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason why there was judgment executed. They yeah, went up against his people. That's yeah. exactly right. Do you have anything? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, I mean, like you were saying, he's he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is 
every action he does is in perfect love. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, like me personally, I always want to be like known as a loving person and caring for people. But if I just mark myself as I'm uncomfortable with anything yeah. like that, yeah. and I block myself off, if God tells me you need to judge this situation right you need to be harsher in this situation yes that's going to be perfect love yeah and so if i don't and if i stay in what i think is love and i'm just pleasing the people yeah i'm actually not going to be in perfect love the that's harsh right. thing is going to be more love yeah. than what yeah. i think is love you know jesus was just as obedient yeah. to go to the cross mm -hmm. as he was to whip the money changers out of the temple yeah. 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 It was just as obedient and just as humble. Mm -hmm. But if you viewed those situations, most people would look at them differently. Yeah. But both of them were success and both of them were obedience. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them. And the Lord gave me this example, and I think this really helps to identify this. I really think that this conversation is going to help some people put some doctrine in areas, in, in place, in the ways that they need to place mm -hmm. it. Um, it'll help them, you know, go through that. Because I can tell you for myself, I had issue. If this is helping you in your doctrine, just throw some comments up uh, in there. Uh, but I can tell you that I had issue with reading some of these scriptures like this where a whole group mm -hmm. is, you know, where a whole group is laid out yeah. and killed. You know, I had issue with that early on because I didn't understand it. And it goes back to what you said earlier the Lord gave me about determining doctrine. You have to approach every scripture, including 2 Samuel 8, verse 2, where yeah. Jesus lays them out and decides who's going to be executed. Yeah. You know, including them. You have to see, you have to see that this was an act of love. Yeah. This was an act of right. love. And so, uh, but a lot of people, here's the problem. We don't want to take any responsibility for it. Here's what we have an issue with is if he'll do that, will he do it to me? Yeah. You know, and we don't want to take responsibility fully for our actions in that way. I mean, just yeah. look at where the world's been today, and that's why they don't want to receive from the Lord. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've found, and this, I think this really defines it. And, and so watch this. Um, read Nicole's comment, and you can do that in a second, but... Watch this, is that if I'm sitting at my house and somebody comes up to the house and they want help and they're a person of peace, right? If they're coming up to the house, they're a person of peace and they want help, they're going to meet a loving Pastor Brian. Well, hear these words, a loving Pastor Brian. And even, you know, not necessarily pastor, a loving person. And they're going to meet somebody who's friendly to them, right? Mm -hmm. But if they come up to the house wanting to hurt my family, yeah. they're going to meet a covenant protector yeah. also loving. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I'm protecting yeah. doesn't mean I'm stepping out of love. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, a, I'm applying love to protect the ones that I love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let's say it's not just my family. But let's say that there's some rogue general, right, that's going across the country and he's wiping out towns, right? 
You don't have to be my family. Let's say, he's, let's say my family is somewhere else and they're good and safe. But he's coming to Albemarle. You're going to meet Covenant Brian, who also is operating in love, to say, no, General, you're going to have to stop. Right. You will not kill the people right. here. You yeah. will not bring a curse on the people of Albemarle. Right. You will not bring a curse on the people of Stanley County. You... Yeah are going to stop here, and I'm going to gather what I need to do to put an end to that advancement, right? right? You're, going to, right. you're going to find, and you'll find that, watch this, that the man who will stand up for godliness like that and stand up against evil, God will back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Supernaturally, and that's what we're seeing in this chapter. Yeah. And so it didn't, doesn't even have to be my, my family. It just has mm -hmm. to be people. Yeah. And if people are coming against others in an evil way, or yeah. they're going to cause death and destruction and, and curse over people, then God's going to raise up covenant protectors that he will back. And that's what you're seeing here. And yeah. that's his love. They're both operating in love. Whether I receive them because they're peaceful, that's love. Or whether I, I protect other people, that's yeah. also love. Yeah. And that's, that's what we have to see about God. He is a protector. He is a protector yeah. of his people. Well, there are... <laughs> but he said, so pacifism is not biblical. No, it's not. Like, I, I know for me personally, like, I, I was not accustomed to what we're talking about before yeah. moving here. <laughs> and... I didn't, my flesh didn't always enjoy it. My flesh hasn't always enjoyed, you know, sure. discipline and correction and those things. The word tells us that our flesh won't enjoy it. However, I know speaking for you and I, because, you know, I consider you to be my spiritual father as well as my pastor. I, the times where I have felt the most loved by you and Pastor Nicole have been the times where you have taken the time knowing it's not fun for you. Yeah, but you've taken the time to help steer me, guide me, correct me, even when I've acted stupid in the middle of those corrections or or whatever. You've loved me enough to do it. Yeah. And, you know, I from all of my years of being in youth ministry, one of the things that you know you and I talked about early on is. Kids crave discipline. We were made to be disciplined by God. Like we yeah. were made to be corrected. Yeah. And without that correction and that discipline, they yes. don't feel stable. And yes. so if you're not being corrected, then you end up turning into one of those rogue people because yes. it, there's no stability in your life. It's a part of what we're created to receive is that correction, that guidance, that rod and that staff. Yeah, that, that is absolutely correct. I, I've watched this so many times over the years. I've had opportunities to be around, you know, our, our own kids and, and raise them in that way. But I've had so many opportunities also uh, to be around other people's kids. And I've watched as people did not discipline their kids and they thought that they were out of control and different things. And then, you know, enter Pastor Brian. And all of a sudden, you know, I... I'll start disciplining that kid, and it'll be easy, it'll be light, it'll be loving, yeah. it'll be firm, but it'll be loving. And within minutes, they change. And I've had, literally had parents like, can I pay you to stay here all the time? You know, I've literally been asked those questions because they thought that 
could not happen, but it's exactly what you said. We actually long for the structure, order, and yeah. discipline. And rebellion against that is actually rebellion against how we're created. Why? Yeah. Because we're created in the image of God. Yeah. We're created in His image and in His likeness. Our spirit longs for the discipline of the Lord. Yeah. It's happy with it. It longs for the structure and the order of righteousness yeah. and holiness. It longed for that. This is why Paul's saying in Romans 7, O wretched man that I am, because his, his body and his flesh was driving him out of the structure of righteousness and holiness, and he felt wretched. Yeah. And so people generally at that point do one of two things. They either dive into God and righteousness or holiness, or they, or they say, I'm going to give in to my flesh, yeah. and they dive into rebellion and don't realize that they're sowing seeds yeah. that they will reap, and it, it's harmful to them. And that's why God tells us not to do stuff yeah. or tells us to do the right things because he doesn't want us harmed. Yeah. He doesn't want his people harmed. Yeah. There's, you know, as you're talking, what comes up to me is there are these movements now with parenting. I'm sure you've heard it. It's called like gentle parenting that abolishes spanking. Like they see it as wrong. God, I, let me, let me I'm just, so yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> let me just say something. That's nothing new. No. It's just another name. Yep. It, you know, it, it's picks, it, it's a lipstick on a pig. <laughs> it's pick stick. Yeah. It's lipstick on a pig. Yeah. Like you can, you can dress up some ungodly demonic thing yeah. and you can dress it up, but it's still a pig. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's still evil. Well, and it's what all it's doing, stuff like that, it goes back to buddy, pacifism isn't biblical. The word <laughs> tells us, you know, spank your kid. It's not going to kill them. That's yeah. one of my favorite proverbs. It's not, they won't die. <laughs> but it's because the word gives us instruction on this is how you parent. This is how yeah. you discipline. This is how you protect yes. them. And so yes. when you remove the protection of God, when you eliminate, well, Old Testament God's bad, yeah. you remove that structure that keeps them safe. It's the same way with yeah. parenting. Yeah, it, that's exactly right. You must, you must take that discipline in that way. We were having a conversation last night, and we were saying, uh, we were talking with some other folks from the church, and uh, you know, they were saying, it is such a horrible witness when people have undisciplined children. Like, it's the worst witness. Uh, we were like, I know, praise God, you know it. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a horrible witness in that way. And but when your children are godly and they're going after God and they're respectful and things like that, people notice. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's so very important. So mm -hmm. do you have anything? No, I've, ju I've just, I know I've heard you and Mama and several people say, um, if you want to know about a person, look at their kids. Oh, yeah. And if, yeah. like, if you want to know, the person can seem all sweet, but if you see the kids yeah. and look at what the kids really yeah. act like and you'll see how consistent that person is what yeah. they are like consistently every every time i've ever had problems with somebody in ministry uh right before the issue really manifested their kids turned mm -hmm. their the kids hearts and mind turned mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. towards towards me or towards us yeah why mm -hmm. because the parents are sitting there uh operating in that 
negativity at home. Yeah. And now the kids feel like they have a right to do that as well. Yeah. And yeah. Um, you, you see it because I've, they'll sow the seeds into their own household. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like I've watched that so many times. Mm -hmm. But not only that, but you can tell what they really believe and what they're really about. Uh, by watching their kids, because kids won't hold back; they're they're unfiltered. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'll see you'll see exactly where they're at based off of that. So it, it's funny. Yeah. So this is you know one of the things I think that's so very important is that we you know when we look at scripture, we don't just skip over the hard ones. Yeah. You know, because I'm I'm yeah. tempted to just not read chapter eight. You know, I'm, I'm and there's been multiple, multiple ones. And uh, like, I'm good when David messes up and God forgives him, you know. I'm good with him messing up. But when he kills a whole group of people, there's a temptation to skip over it. Don't skip over those things. Yeah. Don't, there's a reason why it's there. Yes. And mm -hmm. what we want to know is, why is that there? Study to show ourselves proof. Mm -hmm. And as we study, we start to learn more about the character of God. What we're seeing mostly in the Old Testament and stories like this is, you're seeing the covenant love yeah. of a father protect mankind for all time. Amen. You're seeing the covenant love of a father protect mankind for all time. Thank you. Lord. And this is, this is so important. In other words, again... Had he not taken some of these uh, folks out, mm -hmm. then we would have no chance of redemption. We would be eternally, we would be eternally damned. Yeah, right. Because, because people were left on the earth. Had Noah not come through the water and every other person, we would be eternally damned. Because the devil had already done a really good job of corrupting the whole of mankind mm -hmm. minus Noah. He had done some stuff, and Noah and his family were the only ones who had a purity left uh, that could actually save mankind. Mm -hmm. And so God brought them through the water. And uh, this is just like as we come through the salvation in baptism. He's bringing us through the water, and he's saving us from our own corruption. And uh, just like mankind was saved, we also are saved when we yeah. accept Christ and come mm -hmm. through that baptism. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So one of the, I haven't seen these comments that are coming in, but um, one of the things that's very important also to notice is this, is uh, that we had our hundredth comment. We did. And, and Lisa Honeycutt was the one who brought it in to being, so that wasn't oh. here in the, in the studio. But uh, Lisa Honeycutt. You win a gift card today. Thank you. Hey, listen, with the gift cards, uh, with the 100th comment, what we're going to do is try to set records each day. And uh, as we do that, help us get comments in there, interact with us, and that way help your other What's Right Lunch Plus viewers win a gift card each day. And whoever has that 100th comment uh, that's not here in the studio, uh, they're going to win, and they're going to win a gift card. Amen. So. Amen. Amen. Hey, man. Hey, man. Yeah, Kevin brings this up, too. Don't forget that David's grandmother was a Moabite princess, right? So you start to see that there, God has a plan. Yeah. God knows how to bring these things in, into being. He knows what to do. Mm -hmm. He knows who's going to be right, who's going to be wrong. He knows how to move into this. So mm -hmm. what I'd like to do, uh, we can read some more tomorrow. 
uh, in this. But God was with David. And really the biggest thing today is don't, scripture, uh, don't jump over scriptures that you don't like. Yeah. Don't mm -hmm. skip over scriptures that you don't like or that your flesh is uncomfortable with. S draw into it. Dig yeah. into it. Find out why it is. But you always start at this place because we know from the scripture that it's just as holy in the New Testament as it is here is that every scripture is given by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Every yeah. scripture is breathed and inspired. The same inspiration of God that's, on, that's on, in the New Testament is also in, in this yeah. scripture here. And so don't just skip over them. They're there for a reason. And what we really see here is a covenant God. And also what we see over in 1 John is God is yeah. love. He is absolute love. So why would, and see, this is, once you know that, then you can come back to this scripture and go, all right, why then yeah. would absolute love do this? Right, right. And then you're approaching it from the right direction. Yeah. Now you're starting, see, what the devil wants to do with people is he just wants to show you something that your flesh, the corrupted flesh, will fight against. Not a renewed spirit. So he, he, he approaches it and tries to bring up scriptures like this in a negative light from a negative angle. Yeah. But that's why it's so important in doctrine. When God is absolute love, then you look at the scripture and go, why would absolute love do that? Right. Oh, he's protecting people. Right. He's right. protecting. He's in covenant. And that's why it's important for us to ask hard questions, even about the Bible, yeah. and, and to go after, go after this. Now, which reminds me, we have our Q&A uh, session. Uh, a lot of times Buddy and I do. And listen, on the Q&A, ask whatever questions that you have. What's something that you've been struggling with? What's something that I, I just really would like to know this? Yeah. And uh, whatever you have, uh, send us a message. Go to whatsright.com. And uh, send us a message on yeah. that. So, amen. Yeah. You got anything else on that? I, I just feel like, I mean, a good quote, like a good synopsis of today is anything that's uncomfortable, it doesn't mean that it's immediately not God. That's right. That's really good. Amen. Just because something feels uncomfortable doesn't mean you should just immediately, oh, well, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. And there's a whole teaching I have on that as well, you know, but we won't get into it today because we'll be here for a little bit. So you have anything else? You know, I think as we're talking about, you know, being uncomfortable with things, I think, you know, in the natural, when somebody starts dating and you see something that maybe you don't understand, like, I, it can feel uncomfortable to ask the question because so often when you're dating somebody, you've built them up in your mind. Right. And so if I ask a question, maybe they're not going to be who I thought they're going to be. The thing with God is that he's always good. Yeah. He's never going to disappoint you. He's yeah. always going to be wonderful. He's always going to be loving. He's always going to adore you. And no matter what the question is, he won't fail. Yes. He won't fail you. He won't fail his word. His word is true. And so no matter what the uncomfortableness is, don't allow the flesh's desire to fear or to just block knowledge, block you from understanding who God truly is, every facet of him, because every facet is awesome. Every facet is wonderful. Yeah. And there's nothing about God that's not to love. He is love. He created yeah. love. So 
So take the time to learn who he is through and through. Yeah. And you'll never be disappointed, ever. You can't be because he's too good and he's too big for that. Yeah, and even going back to like Jesus in Hebrews 1.3, he was the exact representation. Yeah. Or he was the complete representation of the Father. You know, the disciples ask if they should call down fire from heaven. Yeah. You know, and eat up some people that were coming against them. And Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus said, you don't know what spirit you're of. Yeah. You know? So on one hand, this is correct, and it is the spirit of God, like in 2 Samuel 8 too. But on the other hand, it's incorrect, and it depends on mm-hmm. who's, who's the motivation and what's your motivation. Yeah. So see, the disciples' motivation was, you know, these guys are are against us. Let's just take them out. That yeah. heart was wrong. Uh, God's motivation was they are actually going to harm a lot of people, and it's not a personal thing. It's a yeah. thing where I'm a covenant father, and yeah. and I have a covenant love. And if I don't deal with this, it's going to take a lot of people to yeah. hell for eternity. And uh, it's very important to understand the heart and the foundation of any kind of thinking. Yeah. And many times I think it's just so important for us to, again, take a look at the hard questions and not just set them aside. Uh, like I said, I, you know, I had a temptation just to skip over this chapter where he goes through and just levels these people. Mm-hmm. But it's good to take a look at it and see what the Lord's up to and uh, ask those questions. So anyway... Yeah. I hope you got something out of this and uh, hope that it's helped you a whole lot today. And this is the other thing. A lot of times as we're kind of transitioning every day, we do a little bit of teaching just on finances so that your revelation knowledge about finances will grow and you will move into abundance for every good work. Amen. Uh, many times it's the same thing. Why would I be in, um, why would I be poor and why would I be poor? Oh, yeah, Vanessa said this. She said God was not quick to condemn those uh, by the flood either. Back then, everyone was living for hundreds of years. It's not like God waited till they were 35. He, and then he was like, they're evil, let's start over. Yeah. No, that wasn't mm-hmm. it at all. And for, don't forget this. Moses preached yeah. for 100 years yep. for them to be saved. Yeah. There was, you saw the mercy of God, and the mercy of God was given to, to this group as well. You know, a lot of times people will not take into account a merciful God, but Noah preached for a hundred years, and they denied the message. Yeah. They denied it time and yeah. time and time again to their own destruction. He was trying to save anybody that would be saved, but yeah. they wouldn't be saved. And so uh, it's a great point. Thank right you, now. Vanessa. Yeah, right now, I mean, that it's time for an awakening. We need an awakening, and yet churches still aren't full, the ones that are open. I mm-hmm. mean, we need, we need people to wake up. We need society to wake up. We need right. culture uh, to change uh, to godliness in this way. Yeah. But, so let me, let me just add this. We're talking about finances because my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, and we want you not to be destroyed in financial yeah. areas. And God says this is kind of like Christianity 101 so that you can go to higher areas. So think about this. Would God take somebody who's poor and tell them, give me what you have? Would God do that? Yep. 
Yeah, he would. <laughs> That's exactly what he would do. Yeah. And see, many people would say, why would God tell a poor person to give me everything that you have? To get them out of being poor. Yeah. To get them out of poverty. Because when you take in that, in that situation and you say, I'm giving to God, you're saying, I can't do this any other way but you. I put my trust there. In other words, what are you doing? You're saying, Lord, I trust you. Yeah. Uh, and I need you. What is this? This is faith. And so yeah. he, get, he puts us in a position that requires faith from us. And once we, faith is required of us, he is a rewarder of those that diligently yeah. seek him. In Hebrews 11 yeah. and verse 6. We must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But the first part of that verse is, without faith it's impossible to please him. Yeah. And so what we see, we see mm -hmm. two different widows in the Old Testament, in the books of Kings. And we see uh, one widow, her husband died and her children were about to go into slavery. And uh, she says, he says, what do you have? And, and her first answer is, I've got nothing. But then she says, oh, wait. You know, and I, it's like the Holy Spirit wakened her, waked her up and uh, woke, woke her up. Mm -hmm. She was awoken. Her eyes opened. <laughs> she was <laughs> awakened. I don't know the proper variation of that. So every time you say it, I'm like, I don't know which way it is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Regardless, she woke up. And uh, I do have a little bit of oil. I do have a little bit of oil. And that's like based off of the context of how, that, that may be the only thing she yeah. had. Mm -hmm. And he says, go and borrow a vessel to pour the oil in, and yeah. don't borrow a little. When she was willing to give the oil, she didn't know what God was going to do, but here's the oil. It's the only thing I got. Yeah. So he took a poor person, and he said, give to me. Yeah. And then you have uh, another widow who literally has enough food to make one meal for her and her son and then they're going to die. Mm -hmm. And the man of God goes to this poor widow and says, don't feed yourself, give it to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what happens in the story. Why would God do that? To get that person in faith so that he can deliver them. Yeah. And so many times when we're facing financial situations, mm -hmm. God will say, give to me. The other day, just the other day, <laughs> Buddy, she got woke. Um, just the other day, uh, we were facing a situation in ministry. We needed a particular uh, type of equipment. We need some video equipment, some cameras, yeah. different things like mm -hmm. that. And uh, we just, Buddy and I actually just went on a trip and needed a certain type of equipment. And we didn't have it with us. And it was, it, we needed to have it with us. We needed to take it with us. And we didn't take it with us that day. Well, we had that equipment at the church, uh, but we just didn't have it with us that day. But we realized we need to have this prepared. We need to have it ready to go yeah. so that if we face this uh, situation again, that we'll be good. Well, somebody came by another ministry, and they needed that equipment not just every now and then. They needed it every day. But we had a need for it too. And the Lord said, just give it. Just give it. Sow it. Yeah. Sow it. And it's mm -hmm. like, but Lord, we need this. Right. But Lord, we need it. Like, if we give this away, we're going to be poor in the very thing that we need. And God said, sow it. Yeah. I just mm -hmm. got a message today and, uh, that said, hey, by the way, we want to sow into your building. 
Glory to God. <laughs> yeah, we want to sow into awesome. your building. Praise it's God. off of that seed. You know, it's a part of that seed. It's not even the fullness of it, I, w I would say, but it's part of that yeah. seed. Mm -hmm. You know, I was watching, I just got a message this morning about how somebody in the church uh, was sowing and they had very little. They, they had very little to sow, but their heart was to give and they were giving and they were giving and they were giving, but they did need financial breakthrough. And guess what? The last few days, they found something like the widow with the oil. They found something to sow. Oh, I do have this. I can yeah. sow. And guess what happened today? Breakthrough. Awesome. Breakthrough. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Just today. Yeah. Breakthrough. Awesome. Why? And somebody would go, how in the world does that work? Because you start trusting God. Mm -hmm. And so in our finances, here's the thing. The uncomfortable situation, just like... You know, 2 Samuel 8 and verse 2. Yeah. Just like that. The uncomfortable situation where it's like, man, David wiped out these people. I don't know why. So the uncomfortable situation many times is our in our finances is God says, wipe out your, your account. Yeah. You know, yeah. give all of this, give this, give that. Why would God ask you to do that? I'm not asking you to do that. Right. But God will mm -hmm. drop it in your heart. Why would he do that? To get you in faith. Yeah. So that he can bring about a supernatural uh, miracle. Well, there's, I've heard it said many, many times, if it's not enough to meet your need, it's seed. You know, Bishop David Oyedepo. A buddy just posted hey, that same thing. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you know, Bishop David Oyedepo says often, don't eat your seed. What yeah. would have happened to the widow who had yes. just enough food for only she and her son? If she ate it, she would, she have, would, die. Eat, she would have eaten the seed that God had given yeah. her that was intended to reproduce. Every yeah. seed yeah. that you sow is intended to reproduce. Yeah. So when you sow that finance, when you sow whatever it is, it has a life force behind yes. it yeah. that's intended to spring forth. Yeah. So if God's asking you to sow it, it's because there's already multiplication inside of it yeah. that'll come to life. Kevin mm -hmm. put this comment up. When you're willing to give all, all is at your fingertips, which is a great, a great thing. And, uh, buddy, I always get a kick out of this because I always think about what the headline on that widow would yeah. be. Like, what would CNN do with that story today? You know, man of God takes last meal from poverty-stricken widow, you know. No, man of God presented opportunity for supernatural provision. Amen. You know, yeah. it's, all how you, it's all how you look at that, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Today, as you're, you know, it's not, you have to understand, it's not us saying, hey, I want you to give this. What's happening is there is an opportunity. You're passing by a field yeah. of the gospel yeah. of Jesus Christ, and you have seed in your pocket that you can then harvest, yeah. and, and the Holy yep. Spirit will then say, hey, you got that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why don't you plant it now? Because as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest remains. So today, all we do is make a field available. Yeah. Whether mm -hmm. you plant it, it's up to you. But the Holy Spirit will tell poverty-stricken people to take it. And see, poverty is just relative anyway. It's just a mindset. I've watched people that make six figures be more broke yeah. than people yeah. that make 20000 a year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because they spend every bit of it and they got nothing in the bank account and you've got people that don't make that much that have savings that are sitting there and they're, they're more than the person who, who makes a lot more. 
You know, and here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. I, in business, we used to say this, a lot of people are just broke at a higher level. You know, <laughs> they're just broke at a higher level. You know, and that's, and that's just it. We got to break the cycle. And the only way to break the cycle the right way is to get the supernatural yeah. things of God yeah. flowing in our life. How do you get the supernatural things of God flowing in your life? You do it God's way Amen. and you start to sow into his kingdom. And so as what's right and as a ministry, we create the field and then the Lord will then say, Hey, that's the field I want you to sow into. Yeah. And so if he's telling you that today, you can see on the screen right there on Facebook, you can say, type yeah. in hashtag donate in the comments yeah. and then the amount afterwards. Or anybody can go to givebc.org and Amen. you're welcome uh, to sow there. And uh, we just, here's what we do. We receive those precious seeds into the kingdom of God. We utilize them to win souls. But then we also are doing this. We're believing God that he will supernaturally break through in your finances. Amen. That it will be pressed down, shaken together, running over in your lives today in Jesus' name. That it would be absolutely supernatural. But when we get obedient to what the Holy Spirit is writing on our heart, man... It opens up the blessing of God. And I've got, we have so many testimonies we can tell you. We can sit here for the rest of the afternoon and tell you testimony after testimony of what God has done. I mean, yeah. it's true. You know, you've seen them. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. I was, I was just thinking I hadn't, the Lord was bringing all of it to me right now as we're talking. But over the past couple months, like, I normally babysit. And that's my income. That has been my income. And things have been a little tight recently because I still have bills to pay and a lot of people are home so they don't need someone to babysit right and I remember distinctly several different times the Lord said so like $20 which may not sound like a lot but when things are tight <laughs> like that it it's a lot and several different times so I've been willing and obedient and given that $20 multiple times and the Lord has come through each and every time, Lord, like yes. just in time, in abundance, like yeah. giving me an abundance. And it's been fun. Like yeah. I've enjoyed it. It's <laughs> been awesome. like the kids, when yeah. I've watched them, have been great. They've been the best ever. The parents are like, wow, they were really great today, weren't they? Yeah. It's, it was easy and light because of just putting faith in him Yeah. when Amen. it didn't feel logical. Amen. Yeah. That's the thing. If it, if it feels logical, then it's not driving us to faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, if it feels logical to our flesh, yeah. then it's not going to pull on our faith. And Amen. that's the issue. So. Mm-hmm. That's good. Amen. We love you so very much. Father, we just pray right now. Y'all just agree with me in prayer. Lord, let every gift. Vanessa, thank you so much for sowing. Marky, thank you for sowing. I think I saw somebody else. Father, right now, everybody who has sown today, whether we can see it or not, Lord, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto their bosom. Lord, let them be filled up and overflowing, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for bringing that about. We just give you all of the glory and the honor and the praise. Lord, we love you. You're so awesome. Amen. We love you so much, and we thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your covenant love yes. on us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.
We thank you. We love you. I think Barrett's going to have some closing comments here for Lunch Plus today. We'll see you tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Barrett? Amen. Tomorrow we have in store for you, Will It Muffin. I don't know what the food combinations are going to be, but I... They're going to be great. I like it. <laughs> it's one of Pastor's favorite segments. Following that, we are going to have a time of prayer. Make sure that you hop on for that. The Lord is blessing prayer. There is power in prayer, and there's power to be released for you tomorrow for prayer. And then also, Bible trivia will be happening tomorrow as well. And for every person who uh, answers correctly, the first person who answers correctly gets cash after, after the broadcast ends. We contact you and send a gift card to you. So, Make sure that you tune in for that. It's going to be a great day. We're excited about it. We love you so much. Thank you for joining us this Monday, and we'll be back tomorrow, 1145. Set your reminders, set your alarms. It's going to be a good day, and we'll see you soon. Bye, guys.